Well, friends, welcome to another Fathom 15 episode, another short episode where this time Abram and I, Creek isn't with us today, uh, well, Abram and I will talk about an Enneagram topic of interest for about 15 minutes. And I got to say, Abram, it feels a little bit like we're in the plane that is the Fathoms Enneagram podcast and our pilot has just used his parachute (laughs) to jump out of the plane (laughs) and you and I are now figuring out, trying to figure out how do we fly this thing? (laughs) I, I am totally with you. I, uh, yeah, he sent us a few that like steps behind cuz he's the guy behind everything, you're right. He and is. He sent me that stuff and, and both of us and I jumped in and I'm like, I don't I don't know. It's like a plane. I've got my hands on it and I'm just pushing <laughs> all these buttons. buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Creek, we miss you and yep. I hope we don't crash this thing while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anyway, we're going to figure this out. And today we're going to talk about identifying gaps in our Enneagram knowledge and content. Yeah. How does that sound? I like that. That's good. Okay. And this conversation was inspired by uh, probably what will be the peak of my Enneagram nerdiness. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Uh, But I created recently a few weeks ago an Enneagram fluency quiz that people could take for free online. Uh, And the reason I created it, well, it was kind of fun to think about, hey, could I put somewhat of a comprehensive test together on the fundamentals of the Enneagram? Hmm. And so please hear me. I'm not talking about a discover your type quiz. There are plenty of those available. I'm talking about for those who really are enthusiasts or teachers or coaches of the Enneagram, is there a way we could test our knowledge of many of the fundamentals of it? So, Mm -hmm. so I launched that out in the world and have some initial results that we're going to unveil here. Yeah. And this episode, Drew, this is kind of like, it's the first thing I've never seen anybody do this before. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I haven't. And and part of the reason I, I put it together is uh, one, I'm a prof, so I'm used to putting together tests and quizzes, but also uh, I kept hearing, you know, Enneagram master teachers talk about, you know, if, if, you know, this conditional statement, if there was a quiz or a test (laughs) that we could give all these instant experts that are out there or, Uh, you know, uh, how would they fare? And I've, that has stuck in my brain ever since I've, I've heard that the first time and I've never seen one out there. So I thought, why don't we just create one? So I created it and I sent it to you, Abram, yeah. And to creak to test it out and find all the bugs, which you did, <laughs> which I was glad for. And <laughs> then, yeah, and then released it into the wild. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. So anyway, I'm curious. Uh, well, first, before I, I, I want to talk about all the different areas we covered on it to kind of yeah. give a sense of breadth of it. But can I just get an initial take, Abram, from uh, the, your experience with the quiz? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without getting too deep into the some of the stuff you you were you were addressing in it, I honestly I loved it, man. Especially because of what you were just talking about. Um, I I I mean I'm not I'm not coming down on anyone here, uh, but I would wonder how many of the instant you know 
famous whatever's out there on social media could well, I wonder what their tests are you know with how they scored on this and I, I just I'm curious about what that would say and there's a lot of things to get at that with that but but personally I loved it and f- for a lot of reasons I think the multiple choice was was fascinating especially just some of the the answers you gave to uh, to choose, I enjoyed that, especially when you got a, you you named what are the three instincts, and uh, one of your answers was play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, you just got to come up with other options, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I wanted to click on that, but I was wanted I wanted to get a high score. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I also just love that you you stuck with the original language from Ajazo. Yeah. I think that was really great. Yeah, and I can go into a bunch of stuff. I think you name you're going to say all the different things you the the avenues that you went into here. But I like that you sort of did some trick question stuff with having people name the same grouping twice with object relations and harmony. Yeah, yeah, groups, and that's you know tr- kind of a a trick question there. But uh, some of the other stuff too that wasn't intuitive, like the holy ideas, um, they made it just difficult. It's a difficult test, you know, if you're not a nerd and if you haven't don't, don't have this stuff memorized but yeah and, you know a few people have said well what did you score you know to me and right. which is an impossible thing to answer since i created the test however <laughs> right i think i would have done well i'm yeah. not sure i would have gotten it perfect so i'm not claiming perfection just because i created the test there is advantages to creating a test and not having to take a test but right. so here are the areas that i covered and then we can get into some of the results. And yeah. the reason I think it's important to look at the results is because it gives us a sense collectively, but also hopefully can inspire us individually to see where we do have some gaps and maybe where we can shore up our knowledge a little bit. So right. uh, in the test, I, and if I missed any, Abram, let me know. But uh, I started off with history of the Enneagram. So there's some questions devoted to the history of the Enneagram, at least that which we know about it. Mm-hmm. And then I get into the four modern Enneagrams. So the Enneagram of virtues, of passions, fixations, holy ideas. I do cover the instinctual drives. Um, and Abram gave you a little bit of a clue of one option not to pick there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I also have a, an entire question devoted to identifying all the counter types of the, you know, the um, Enneagram subtypes, which ones are the counter types. And then I go into all the different triadic groupings. So the conflict styles, the stances, the triads, the harmony triads, object relations groups. Uh, And then I also talk about the uh, defense mechanisms of each type. There are questions devoted to that. And then the lines of uh, stress and security Mm -hmm. um, or whatever your language is for that. So I tried to create an inclusive test that wasn't specific to one particular school within right. the Enneagram world, but was uh, broad enough to cover most of the major camps. And uh, you took the quiz, Seth. So <laughs> uh, I think the world needs to know, how does the walking Enneagram cy- encyclopedia that is Seth Abram, how'd you do? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So actually the first time I took it, you know, as in beta mode or whatever, uh, you know, I was helping you name a few things that might that you might have just missed in your creating it. But yes, uh, to my knowledge, I scored a perfect, perfect, uh, got a perfect one on there. Yeah. (laughs) He set the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm curious. I know you're going to get into this, but how many people did that? All right. So I'm refreshing it as we speak. 
See. And by the way, uh, we'll put a link to this quiz in the show notes if you want to take it. And as of recording this at this very second, 215 people have taken. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, the lowest score on the quiz is 51. I'm not going to say who. Out of 200 (laughs) points. So there's 200 (laughs) points. The lowest score is 51. Okay. And then the highest score. Yeah was 200 only wait how many head of the class uh more than one people Let, oh, good. let's just say two good. people scored a perfect okay so y- you and one other we'll have to find that other person and then have an enneagram showdown between the <laughs> <laughs> other person <laughs> so uh you want the average score of the entire group that took the test yeah was 121 out of 200. That doesn't seem bad if you're just looking at numbers, but if you're looking at numbers, but then when you convert it to a percentage, okay. it's 60%, which is typically a Aye. D minus. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Now, there's all sorts of reasons why. It could be my test making ability. So I'm not saying that that's a perfect indicator of where the Enneagram community is. Sure. And also, I'm, I'm including a few different schools of thought here. So if you're trained in one school, you may not be as familiar with some of the, for instance, the Rizzo Hudson approach to object relations or the the harmony triad approach from the narrative tradition, et cetera. Right. Right. So, but yeah, when you hear that, Abram, 60%, what do you think? What's your response? Oh man, I think it's, well, it names what you just said, you know, potentially when you're learning from one space, whether you're certified in, in one of the premier um, sectors of the Enneagram or not, like I think it, you, maybe you just don't know the language and that's fine. Um, but I think it, it, it speaks to the fact that there is more that we don't know than what we do know. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a, with something like the Enneagram, something that's trying to name what it, the, the potential, uh, the potential of humanity and the conditioning of humanity. It's just helpful to to remember to hold loosely what we think we know about what it means to be a human being, because right. that's what this is trying to do. Right? Is help us hold it loosely, but give us some some uh, handles. And I should mention too, I had some disclaimers. I have some disclaimers at the beginning of the quiz that hey, just because you know this stuff or don't know this stuff doesn't necessarily mean that you're. Uh, either a master or that right. you're deficient. It's really about wisdom, right? You know. However, there is some foundational knowledge that is helpful. <laughs> you know, if you want to work in this enneagram space, it's helpful to learn. And we all tend to gravitate towards those topics that we find most interesting. And sometimes we want to neglect other topics, even though there's probably some wealth to mine from some of those lesser known topics in our own training. Right. Okay. So in digging through the results, the things that the Enneagram community scored the best on Mm -hmm. are identifying the triads. And this probably won't come as a surprise, but identifying uh, the intelligence centers and, you know, the traditional kind of triads of the Enneagram, the uh, gut, heart, and head, as well as the stances. There seems to be a good awareness about the stances, what are sometimes known as the social styles or the Hornavian groups. Yep. Um, people were able, generally able to identify the virtues fairly well. Hmm. That's interesting to me, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad for that. Yeah. Um, and now again, this w- it wasn't a great score, but it's better than some of the others. Um, mm-hmm. And 
they did okay on the conflict styles and even did okay on the fixations to some degree. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but what they really struggled with, uh, and, and I also, I should say people did okay with the lines. So a lot of people knew hmm. where many of the Enneagram types were connected to on those interconnected lines, right. uh, that kind of traversed the framework. Uh, the things they scored the lowest on definitely the counter types, they really struggled to identify all nine counter types mm-hmm. of the Enneagram. Um, now, some teachers don't really focus on subtypes, but uh, I just found that interesting. Uh, they also struggled with the harmony triads and the object relations groups. So the, mm. that particular, those particular triadic groupings uh, tend to be less known compared to some of the other triadic groupings. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the least known yeah. uh, triadic expression. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then this was not a surprise to me. Um, the holy ideas, people did not yeah. fare well in the holy ideas. And I think yeah. there's still a ton of work in developing the holy ideas and yeah. how that even applies to a lot and what those even mean. Um, and also people didn't know the first published book <laughs> <laughs> in the Enneagram of the, of the Enneagram, which book yeah. was published first. So yeah. when you which, hear that, that breakdown, Abram, what do you think about that? I mean, for, for me, it's like I, I get it because people engage at the level they can see. Um, and, and not a lot of people, I, which I think is just fine and it's great. Not a lot of people, not a, people, a lot of people, unless they get super intrigued by it, will go study it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn it to the level that somebody's presenting it to me. Yeah. And so you only get what that person has done with it. And and still, even if, a, like we've already addressed, even if a person is really well-versed in the Enneagram, it's probably from one school. So right. unless you get nerds, like real nerds, uh, like myself and you, you're probably not going to get a bunch of the all of the options. Yeah, I mean, I know about Patrick O'Leary, the the dude, because I sat next to him last year at the IEA conference. You did, yeah. And we, yeah, and we had a conference or we had a conversation. It was amazing. And his book, I, it's a, you know, some of it's a bit outdated, but that book is one of my favorite books on the Enneagram for sure. And please know that because we're talking about this test and the results and because I created it, I I have no feelings of superiority Uh, in Mm. many ways. I I create things or write things that Mm. I want to learn more about. And so in the, in the interest of creating the test, it helped me identify the areas that I maybe don't know quite as well mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I could study up a bit more because it, it was a good indicator to see, okay, which things do I need to kind of double check my own knowledge on to make sure yeah. that I have the answers right. And so uh, by creating this test, I do not claim to be the perfect expert on the Enneagram <laughs> anywhere close to that. Yeah. But it, I think it does raise the question, like, what do we take from this? Mm-hmm. Like, again, this is not the, the definitive test on the Enneagram <laughs> and it has limitations and we, st- and I didn't include everything in it. You know, mm-hmm. there are things, um, from certain sectors of the Enneagram community, such as the tri-type or the tri-fix that we, I didn't include, or, you know, other things that we could, that would have made the test even longer. But what do we mm-hmm. take from this? Just experiment and exercise. Able. Anything that initially sort of gets popularized kind of brings about the first level of things and that sort of gets people get stuck in that space. Um, but I think that's a good, it's just a good reminder to uh, realize that uh, the popularity of something um, usually 
like I, what I just said, it, it shows the, the initial spot that it's a good place to start from. Um, but to just not recognize that that's the whole thing. But, but I also just, on the flip side of that, I just think just because I knew all the answers to all the questions, you know, information isn't transformation. There's a right. whole way that you actually use all of this in order to, to do the whole point of it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. There's lots of ways to hit this, but I'm, what do you think, man? Yeah. And I think it, it also is an important lesson yet again that I can pretty easily uh, want to hone in on those who I think may know less than me mm-hmm. <laughs> or are using the Enneagram at that kind of surface level. Right. When in fact, uh, probably my focus should be more on where do I still need to learn and grow? Right. Yeah. And uh, so what I hope you know, an unintended outcome of this test being out there is that it could be used to shame people, you know, for (laughs) not having a a high score. What I hope is, is more about, okay, where are there places that I want to continue to learn and grow so that I don't just become comfortable in my quote unquote expertise about the Enneagram. Totally. A little bit more, a tiny little bit more self-awareness is always a, a, a way better than way more just head knowledge about something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you want to take it, uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, also you can be on the lookout for, I'm working on another one that's more type specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have that ready to go, uh, before too long. Um, but I do think, think exercises like this are just an interesting glimpse into the current state, you know, of our Enneagram world, which is an interesting one to say the least. Well, with that said, Drew, just thank you, man. This is, I, I can't wait for more people to take this. I think it's a, a really, uh, just a solid uh, a, a test to just go through and uh, hit the, the basics and the main stuff of the Enneagram. And I think it's really great, man. Um, and it's telling. It's very telling. Uh, but yeah, so we are about to close out of our very first season of Fathoms. And it's been amazing. And we've got probably just a few episodes left um, but one of those is our Q and a episode. And so please, 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 if you have any questions about the Enneagram or anything that we've addressed in this first season, we would love to hear from you. Um, and we've got a speak pipe account where you can go to and record via audio. Um, and you'll see that in our show notes, but you can always send us just a message, um, on Instagram to fathoms.enneagram, but we'd love to hear from you for our, so we can try and answer some questions for the end of this. Uh, whole season but but yeah this is uh concluding our fathom 15 for the for today and it's been really great to be with you guys today hope you're doing well we'll see you next time Truthwork Media Studios.